his blood. By his blood. And today I believe we're going to make it to Revelation 12:11, which I just quoted, that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There, there's like 130 some, depending on how you count them, in Christ realities in the New Testament that the believer, as a believer, we should all latch hold of and confess those over our life. And four of those, about four of those, are by His blood. What has happened to us by His blood? So in this series, that's what we have been studying is by His blood. In other words, what happened by His blood? And we look, first of all, at Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 and 12. By His blood, He entered into the holy place. By His blood, He entered into the holy place. Not by the blood of a bull or a goat or a calf or some other animal, but by His own blood, He entered into the holy place. Not a holy place that's like a type and a shadow, not the traveling tabernacle. No, the actual heavenly holy place, the one and only holy place, He entered in by His blood, but not for Himself. Hebrews says he entered in to the holy place by his blood to obtain eternal redemption for us. To obtain eternal redemption for us. So when he entered in with his own blood and put his own blood on the heavenly holies of holies, that obtained our eternal redemption, our eternal uh, buying back, our eternal uh, salvation. And it actually became available so much so that Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that as a believer, we are ministers of reconciliation, or we're actually to go tell the whole world, you know what? Yeah, God knows all of your sins. He knows every single little thing that you've done, every single big thing that you've done, and he has canceled them out with full knowledge of what you have done, he said, I will not hold that against you. That is such a good message. That is a good message that our sins, our iniquities, what are iniquities? Well, those are like, you know, family patterns and habits, you could say. Like, uh, you know, um, everybody in the family tends to do that type of thing. Well, if you're going to confess that and believe that and keep acting like it, well, then you're going to live under the curse of that. But actually, Jesus set us free from generational curses by his blood. Amen. Why? Because you have a new bloodline. Your bloodline now comes from God himself. So tell me what imperfections are flowing to you from that line. Think about, you know, I like T.L. Osborne. He went on to be with the Lord. But man, he said, you know, I remember we were in a, a series he did, a live series in, in Tulsa. He was teaching, and he said, think. <laughs> he said, some of the hardest work you'll ever do in life is thinking. He said, you have the mind of Christ, now use it. <laughs> well, some people don't stop and think and meditate like on who God is on the very character and nature of God himself. Think about that. He said, 
He said over in Jeremiah, he talked about a man being married to a woman, and then that woman divorces him and goes and marries another man. And he said, then she divorces that other man, and then she wants to come back and marry this original man again. Basically paraphrasing, he's saying they don't want the, that man doesn't want to take her back. But he said, speaking of Israel, I take her back. That's who I am. I don't consider her defiled. I don't say I don't want her. This is a love that humankind is not acquainted with apart from God through Christ. I mean, God is awesome. And faith in God, your faith in God will take, will like launch like a rocket ship. If you begin to understand not only the word of God, but the character of God as revealed in the word of God. That he is not a man that he should lie. It's not like you have to wonder like, is that really what, is that really true? Or is he just kind of like, we call it in ministry evangelistically speaking. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you're trying to like bend it. No, God's not a man that he should lie. He is truth. He is justice. He is love. He is power. He is life. And he said, I want to be close to you, and I want you close to me. In fact, I want to be family. I want to be your daddy. We have a a couple of different friends, couples, friends that we have. Melody and I, that um, have adopted children into their family. And, it, and I can imagine if you adopted children into your family, you're going to show them the same love, the same nurture, the same care, the same provision. I mean, God said, I want you to be my son, my daughter. I want you in my house. I want you under my hand of protection. I want to teach you concerning the future. I want to teach you concerning who I have made you to be. I want to teach you about the life of my son that was given up for you. Wow. That's a T.L. Osborne quote, by the way, wow. He said, wow, that's short for hallelujah. Hebrews 9, 11, and 12. By his own blood, he entered into the holy place to obtain eternal redemption for us. And then uh, verse 14 and 15, same chapter. How much more shall the blood of Christ purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? That the blood of Jesus purges your conscience. Uh, that, that there is no... Uh, sense of wrongdoing that's even in your conscience all the way down to our consciences he said I don't want you having that why he wants close fellowship with us he wants intimacy with us do you know how hard it is to be intimate with someone when you feel like you have wronged them it would stop a lot of uh, challenges that you have uh, dealing with other people if instead of talking bad about them before you talk bad about them if you just from your heart pray for them You'll find like, oh, you don't want to say as much. (laughs) Why? Because that's an intimate thing, actually, praying to the Lord. 
and bringing that before, them before the Lord and their situation before the Lord, man, prayer is such a mighty, mighty uh, experience, tool. It can be a weapon against the enemy. It, uh, it, you know, you keep your flesh under. Why? Because you're saying, in prayer, I'm not looking to preach a message to the Lord. And I'm not looking to hear someone else preach a message. I'm looking to meet with God and hear from Him. In other words, my spirit is open to His words, what He's going to say about it, and what He thinks about it. The situation, whatever the situation is. In other words, if you're praying right, you are fully open to God himself to speak concerning that. That's why sometimes you don't want to pray. Why? Because the way they treated me, do you know, I'll just use my wife, you know, because I don't mess with anybody else, you know, and she's here for an example. Like, the way they treated me, I want them to just, you know, yeah, eventually I want them to kind of get your goodness, but right now, can they please, like, recognize their mistakes and how they offended me and how they treated me, right? That's why you can't, you can't, you don't want to pray sometimes because you're in the flesh. Why? Well, because you're like, well, you know, like, because you're a believer, you're like, well, I, I know, like, my enemies, I should, like, pray for them, <laughs> you know, but I don't want to right now because I don't like what they did. But... You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and you say, there is, you know, there's not too many sweeter experiences than when your flesh is screaming one way, and you're like, ha, ha, ha. I put my body under, like Paul said. I bring it into subjection. And so I say, you know what? I, instead of cursing them, speaking bad things over them, Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over them, that what the blood of your son accomplished for them in the midst of their junk, even if their junk is actually junk. Sometimes your perspective is wrong. (laughs) Right? We think like, oh, they're just doing horrible things. Uh, We don't realize like our perspective is off. Dad Higgins said, you know the devil's working on you when you feel mistreated. And, uh, you know, I like the story. You ever had, anybody ever eaten Lindberger cheese? A very strong smell, right? So there's this old guy, that, as the story goes, you know, he had a, a big old mustache and he was eating Lindberger cheese and he finished eating it and he went into his bedroom and he said, oh man, this bedroom stinks. What is wrong with this bedroom? Open the window, still stinks. He's like, I'm going out into the living room, goes out into the living room. He's like, oh, the living room stinks. He said, I'll go to the kitchen. So he goes to the kitchen. And he's like, oh, the kitchen stinks. So he's like, man, I got to get out of this house. And so he goes out on the front porch, opens the doors, and he's like, oh, the whole world stinks. Well, because he had the Limburger cheese on his mustache. So everywhere he goes, he smells the Limburger cheese. Sometimes everywhere we go, we smell the Limburger cheese. It's like, you ever notice, uh, like, if you ever let that cheese on your lip, it's like everybody is a tool of the devil that day. How could they all be so in sync with the devil? Well, sometimes 
it's not the other people. Sometimes you have Limburger cheese on your mustache. And if you're a lady, you just got it on your cheek. <laughs> How much more will the blood of Christ purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? I, I can't go into there because I'm, I'm going to get to Revelation 12. Bo, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Boldness to enter the holiness, holiest by the blood of Jesus, that we can enter the, the holiest place, that a man or a woman, a young man, a young woman, an old man, an old woman could enter the holiest place. We're not talking like, you know, before we're talking Jesus entered the holiest place with his own blood. And now we're talking like he actually did it as a forerunner, Hebrews tells us, for us. Now the place he entered, he gave access that by his blood we can now enter. You know, you can't go in there if you're unholy. Sin cannot enter the presence of God. But yet by his blood we enter in. By his blood we enter in. So there must be something about the blood. There must be something holy about the blood. And there must be something all-encompassing about the blood. So that when you come into the holiest place, now it's not with your own blood. In other words, it's not with your own life that you say, like, I'm good enough to come in here. It's the life of Christ that gets you into the holiest place. And you say, Lord, not, you know, because why? Well, you know, uh, I love to enter the presence of the Lord. But if I tried to go there because of what I have done or because I stand in the office of a pastor or because I pray and read the Bible, you know, I don't get into that holiest place. I'm actually kept out because the only way into the holiest place is by the blood of Jesus. So that I say, Father, I'm coming right now. And it is sweet. I say, Father, thank you that I don't have to come on my own, but someone brought me, and he's your son, and it is by his blood. So if there are impurities in his blood, his blood could not be in the holiest place. But he was a perfect lamb sacrificed. So I'm not coming with consciousness of my mistakes or my inabilities or even my accomplishments what I have done that I may perceive as correct. I'm coming with the perfect sacrifice of the perfect man, Jesus Christ. So anytime those thoughts come when I'm trying to, okay, Father, I'm going to come to you in the name of Jesus, and those thoughts come like, well, you know, um, you made this mistake, or you didn't do this, or who, who says, well, who are you to think that you could come in here? Right? Just thoughts of the enemy. Right. Or you just, you're just like, I just don't feel spiritual right now. I just don't feel like this is the right place I belong. Yeah. You just bring up the blood. Yeah, yeah. The devil does not like the blood. <laughs> We're going to read in Revelation 12, 11, They overcame him, that is the devil, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So when I come into the holiest place, if I'm going to actually connect and enter into the holiest place, I'm coming by the blood. My own consciousness, but I remind my Father, Father, I'm not coming in here 
of my own accord. In fact, it wasn't even my idea. It was your idea. Thank you for such a good idea. He said, I want you to have access. I want you there. And the only way I can get you there is with a perfect eternal sacrifice. And that is through my son. So he said, that's why my son came. So he came. We'll just skip over 1 John 1, 7 for time. Revelation 12, 11. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him, that is the devil, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. They loved not their lives unto death. If I can't finish this this week, we'll finish it next week, which, by the way, next week we will be uh, remembering the body and blood of the Lord through uh, communion. And so uh, uh, don't miss next week. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. The word of their testimony, testimony actually is the same word for witness, which is the same root word for martyr. So they overcame him, that is the devil, or the works of the devil, or what originated from the devil, or directly or indirectly, they overcame him and his junk by the blood of the Lamb. In other words, we're looking to the blood. We're looking to what Jesus did. We're looking to his life. We're looking to the defeat that he brought and the word of their witness. And they loved not their lives unto death. Most interesting thing. I never had seen this. I guess I'd never studied it. And I saw, I'm like, because like the Greek word is like meritios or something like that. You can see the word martyr in it, you know. And I'm like, really? It's like a martyr. That's real interesting. And as I studied it out, it said most occurrences of that word in the Bible don't mean dying in your physical body. Some do, but not all and not even most. But they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their witness. Well, your witness is a lot more than just the words you speak, but your whole life is a witness. How you're living your life is a witness. You think of a worshiper of Allah. When I think of a worshiper of Allah, I mean, maybe I don't have that much experience uh, with that, but I think of, you know, somebody with a rug that's going to face east and they're going to pray so many times a day. Like, in other words, there's a certain lifestyle that they have if they're adherent, you know, if they're not just in name, you know. Well, what lifestyle do worshipers of Jehovah God have? So the, the witness uh, was how you live your life, but also what you say. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their witness. Uh, basic Bible translation actually says exactly in that way, through the blood of the lamb and the word of their witness and loving not their lives, they freely gave themselves up unto death. Well, let me tell you about a witness. It also signifies the proclamation of views or truths of which the speaker is convinced. So it's not just, before that he's saying, you know, it's like you actually witnessed this event. But it's not just that. It's views that you have convictions about, that you speak about, and it affects how you live. Well, it says they love not their lives unto death. 
In other words, they were a witness. But you know, you can be a witness. Actually, the life of faith is the life of a witness. Faith, by its very essence and definition, you have to turn away from yourself, the world, anxiety, everything else. You're turning actually away from everything to Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. In other words, our whole life is the life of a martyr. And they loved not their lives unto death. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and their word of their witness, the word of their testimony, the word of their, I'm not going to live for myself any longer. I'm living for Jesus every single day. I'm not looking, I'm not looking for the answer from uh, myself per se. I'm looking for the answer from within where he lives. Because God lives on the inside of us. Right? David said, I look to the hills where my help comes from because God did not live inside of him. But God lives inside of the believer. Amen. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But yet you could be a believer. Really, your whole life may not be pleasing to the Lord, but you could be a believer your whole life and live from the source of your flesh and your mind that has not been transformed by the Word of God. In other words, we call those like a baby Christian your whole life. Paul said, you should be ready for meat, but you can only handle a little milk. So I can't even get you into the deeper things. Why? Well, maybe you, did, maybe you loved your life too much. So they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. What did Jesus say? Jesus said in the parable of the sower, he's like, this is the parable of all parables. If you can understand this parable, you can understand all parables. And he said in this parable, what did he say? One of the things. He said, you know, the sower sows the seed. Some fall by the wayside. Some fall on stony ground. Some fall on good ground. But he said what? Well, one of the things is you receive the word with joy immediately. But there's no depth to your root. So when the sun comes up and trials and stuff come, you're like, oh, I don't know if I actually believe that. Yeah. Now, nobody raise your hand and everybody just, just sit like a statue. <laughs> but I mean, how many times have you been in the presence of the Lord with a gathering of believers like this? And you saw so clearly and you knew so clearly, oh, this is the plan of God. This is the will of God. This is what I'm going to do. And you go out, and maybe sometimes you just walk out of the uh, presence of the congregation, you know, the gathering of believers. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel like I lost links with that. Like, what was that? How was that? Or Monday morning comes, and you're like, uh... What did I, did I write that down? Or what was that? And then all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, uh, it doesn't seem to have what it had. <laughs> right? You're like grasping for it. <laughs> well, I don't have time to tell you why. No. <laughs> there is a corporate faith actually that happens when believers come together. 
And, you know, when believers gather together, Christ himself is here ministering among us. You may not see him. Sometimes you may. But most of the time you don't see him. Most of people's whole lifetime you won't see him like a vision, you know what I'm talking about. But he's here. And you hear my voice with your natural ears, but as a believer, you ought to open your spirit to what his spirit is saying. Because he said, I'll teach you all things. I'll bring them to your remembrance. And what? I'll make them real to you. But we have come together in the name of the Lord. So he's here ministering this morning. Revealing, opening. I can't teach you anything. He's the teacher. We create an atmosphere where the Spirit of God can move and we speak His words. But without His anointing on His words, without Him uh, bringing light and revelation and understanding to us through His words, I mean, you just be dry and dead and it's just like some uh, words written on a page. But they're not. These are the very words of God. That's why in our, our series, uh, Speak, a few uh, months ago, you find somebody that can give their whole life and dedicate it to studying the Bible and yet not really have an ounce of faith. Because faith comes from hearing the rhema of God, from hearing, excuse me, and hearing by the rhema of God. You pray, you do all the talking, you don't expect, no, no faith is going to come in your prayer time. But you pray, God speaks, quickens His Word to you, you get faith while you're praying. So you read the Word with, I like, I like Peter said, we preach the Word with the Holy Ghost. Yes. I'm so young, I don't know if I should say it, but I think that's about the only way you really should ever preach the Word is with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I don't know what else you can preach the word with. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Well, let me give you a, a real practical example of that. So uh, you have a situation uh, come up in your life that you don't understand and that you... Um, I was going to say you don't like, but that's not necessarily biblical. Sometimes we don't like things, and it's biblical. Like, uh, you know, pray for your enemies. <laughs> but you have a situation show up in your life, and you see in the Word, this is contrary to the Word. But this situation is in my life. What do you do? Number one, you come by the blood. In other words, you're not looking to yourself Look at the works of Christ. Look at the victory of Christ. Look at the freedom that he bought us. Look at what he did. Look at where his blood is. His blood still speaks. It's speaking today. It's speaking about you and about me. His blood is there. So this situation, and, and, and you're like, this is not your will. I know this is not your will. So you're not doing this based on yourself or what you have or haven't done, you're saying, okay, I'm coming right now by the blood. By 
you know, the blood actually also means the mercies of God, the mercy seat, uh, by the blood. And the word of their testimony. And love not their lives unto death. In other words, you may have a situation where you're kind of like uh, your, your personality or your experience or your lack of sleep and the pressures you have uh, coming against you. Like you just want to be like, ah, I, I'm going to worry about this. I'm going to, no, I've got I've to know. I've got to do this. I'm going to Google this. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to go after this. And you're just all like wound up. Tight, tight, tight. And you're getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And you're like, oh, I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this, but, but if, it really feels good on your flesh to do that. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of weird because it doesn't, but it does. It satisfies, really, an evil craving. And so you're like, oh, well, no. You're like a martyr. Live your life as witness. Say, no, I refuse that. And so what? By the word of their testimony. So you have to speak the word to yourself and to your situation. That is how you overcome. That is like the formula for an overcomer. It is by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Like Paul said, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. So uh, I tell people many times, you know, I don't mind saying when I'm faced with something like that, you know, Lord, I'm really tempted to worry right now. I'd really like to worry. I'd like to look at this from every angle. I'd like to grab hold of this from, and I'll hear myself doing that. And I'll say, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. For me, it just helps me to just release that by speaking it. Like this is what, yeah, my flesh desires to do this, but I keep my body under. I refuse to do it because I'm coming by the blood of your son. And the word of my testimony is, you said, if I give you all of my cares, uh, I'll cast all of my cares upon you because you care for me. And your peace that passes all understanding will flood my heart and mind. So right now I cast all of my cares on you and I thank you that your peace right now goes beyond my mental reasoning and understanding. I thank you that I'm free now. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and their word of their testimony. Love not their lives unto death. Sometimes you love your, you know, uh, before we moved out to start the church, it's funny what the Lord will tell you if you ask him. And so I was talking to the Lord, and uh, actually he just spoke this to me. And um, um, so I, may, I misspoke there because I didn't even ask him. Uh, but you make yourself available. So I was praying about moving out here, planting the church, because I felt he was putting that on our heart. And uh, the Lord spoke to me. He said just one thing. Because, uh, you know, I used to be an analyst by trade, you know, profession. And he said, uh, just one thing. He said, you can research all you want after you pray about it. And I said, oh, thank you for the admonition. Uh, that's very good. Hallelujah. I don't think that'll be super difficult. And then, man, I did not realize how much I researched before I prayed. Because right? after the Lord tells you that, then you're kind of like aware of it, you know. <laughs> and maybe there's a reason oh, yeah. he said this, you know. Why? Why? I had to love not my life unto death. Even though I believe, like, you know, the analytical ability that I had and that, that, that comes real easy for me is a gift from him. Yeah. You can abuse a gift from the Lord. Right. But you should have no other gods before me. 
You could take a gift from the Lord, you know, like I give my children a gift. If you give them any gift that's like associated with screen time, they'll try and have that as a God before their parents. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Stand with me, if you would. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and love not their lives unto death. So not only, not only through what you permit yourself to do and what you don't permit yourself to do, but you know it's so much easier to not do the wrong thing if you are confessing the right thing. So your witness is how you live, but also what you say. Like I tell people all the time, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Psalm 119, verse 128. Because <laughs> I always quote the wrong one, but that's the right one is I esteem your precepts above all else to be true. That's part A of verse 128. Part B is, and I hate every false way. Well, so what I do? I say, well, I hate every false way. Worrying is a false way, so I hate worrying. Because I hate every false way. Do you know this? when I'm tempted to worry, or I'm tempted in any other area, and I speak that from my spirit, from my heart, and I speak it boldly, it's like if you could like visually see what was happening in my heart, it's like there's a dividing line that's drawn, and it's like strength comes into me, and I feel like if you could manifest it in my body, see it showing up in my body, that all of a sudden I might be like this, I don't don't want to worry, and I say, that worry is a false way, and I hate every false way. It's like all of a sudden now I have strength and I stand up and I say, now, Lord, I cast that care on you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I'm speaking his word. And his word is sharp and powerful, dividing into the soul and the spirit. And where we have trouble is in our flesh and in our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And sometimes you might know, like, okay, that's my flesh. But sometimes you're kind of like, uh, where's that coming from? Like, you don't know that that's an emotion. You know, I, I encourage young people or single people, especially, uh, they get in the romantic arena, you know, where they're like, oh, I kind of want to date that person. I kind of want to marry that person. I'm like, you really need to be in the Word because you got emotions and you got hormones and you got all kind of other uh, inputs coming, coming at you. And because they'll be like, I don't know if it's the will of God that I marry them, and, you know all that, I'm like, you, that, you need to be in the Word. <laughs> Put a Bible between you. <laughs> uh, like a Schofield reference, volume, 10 volume. No, the Word of God will cut through all of that. Yeah. You'll begin to see clearly. Oh, why? Because God dwells in your spirit. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your plans. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's just look to the Lord for a moment. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the blood of your son, Jesus. Our Lord, our Savior, thank you for what that blood has accomplished, what that blood has done. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We come before you by the blood, by the blood of your son. Hallelujah. 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 I got something stirring my spirit, so we'll just wait a second here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. While we're doing that, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've never given your life to Him, it is a definite act. It is a definite decision that you say, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I don't care if anybody's going with me. I have decided, I have made my decision. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm giving my life to God. Uh, I'm not living for myself any longer. It's not, it's not uh, because of good things that you do. It's not because of bad things that you have done. You know, good things don't get you to Him. Bad things don't keep you away from Him. It is because of the blood of Jesus that we can come near. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior this morning, uh, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you and for you. Your life will change. New life will come into you instantaneously. Uh, you'll begin a brand new life in Christ. Number two, if you're here this morning and you uh, uh, were born again, but you got distracted in life and you're not living for the Lord anymore, and you know in your heart you need to come back. You need to declare, uh, you know, before mankind and most of all before God himself and the devil that you serve the Lord. If that's you, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for uh, and for you. And... Uh, thirdly, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, but you'd like to be, oh, there's, I mentioned it last week, I think, you know, there is an experience after salvation called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we, when He's come, He'll speak. You'll begin to speak in other tongues. It's like such a wonderful uh, communion with the Lord. You begin to speak uh, in other tongues as the initial evidence of being filled with the Spirit. If you'd like to be filled with the Spirit, uh, slip up your hand. I want to pray with you, and I want to pray for you. For you. I'll get it out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, with every head bowed, every eye closed, Eddie, I want you to come over here. Just raise your hands to the Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for your plans and your purposes. Father, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For there is a plan, there is a purpose, there is a way. So don't resist, but enter in. Walk in the ways that you have seen from above. Walk in the ways of him who is love. Walk not in the ways of man and in the thoughts of man and in the plans of man. For there are many thoughts and many plans and many things that would try to enter in and to distract you and to get you off onto the wrong way. And to put you on the wrong path. And even the enemy would try to destroy you and has tried to destroy you and has tried to get you to sway from the way. But walk not in the ways of man, but walk in my ways, the heavenly ways, the heavenly pathways, with the power and the anointing and the, and the plan set before you. And it'll become brighter and brighter and clearer and clearer. And you'll no longer be in confusion, but you'll walk in surety of step and purpose. And your life will shine bright as the stars of heaven. And it shall be a new day and a new season, and you'll walk in a new way. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Yeah, you can run or dance or whatever you want to do. Hallelujah. Maybe you sit. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 You can't be ignorant of the plans of the enemy. You can't be ignorant that there is an enemy. That is, uh, the Bible says, actually, King James says, arrayed against us. And that he has, uh, you know, the Lord, I know the thoughts I have concerning you. But you know the enemy has thoughts concerning you. And he has plans for you. But he's powerless when you walk and live in Christ. And there your plan is clear and bright. But the waters get muddied and the, and the, and the path gets foggy uh, when you try to, through the strength of the flesh, accomplish the plan of God. Hallelujah. 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 You have some? <clears throat> he said, uh, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So bere de rono nave serena. Soleria de soba varieto so medicalo elevate sopa. And yet so varieto son erigate do varieto. 
And so, uh, easy path, a light burden, an easy yoke does not come by walking in the ways of man and the walking of the ways of flesh, but it comes by walking in the ways of the Spirit of God. It comes by walking in the ancient paths which have been set before you. It comes by walking in the path and the plan that is actually ordained of God and made possible by the blood of Jesus. So walk not in your own ways and in the power of your own flesh, but enter into the goodness of the Lord. Enter into the freedom which has been set before you and purchased for you by His own presence. Precious blood. I have not set my way before you that you would be kept out, but I have made it for you that you could enter in. And I have made it an easy thing and not a challenging thing. I have made the way clear and the path bright. As you walk as children of the light, it'll become easier and easier and clearer and clearer. And you'll walk not full of fear. You'll walk not held back by the memory of the past, for my blood has even purged those things. You'll walk out in strength and boldness that only comes from heaven. You'll walk out in strength and boldness that will not allow the, the, <clears throat> the leaven to enter in and to draw you back and hold you back. But it'll actually be a place of victory with a spring in your step and joy in your mouth, and you'll walk, and you'll sing, and you'll shout, for I have brought you out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. There's something about the blood. I like how Pastor Mark Hankins says it. He said, where the blood flows, the Holy Ghost goes. You'll notice the more that you magnify the blood of Jesus, the more manifestations of the Spirit you'll have. I mean, I was reading Revelation this morning, and you find, and last night, and you find like, it's amazing the blood and how Satan himself is repelled by the blood. He don't want to be where the blood is, it's, it stops him uh, in his tracks. The blood of Jesus. Uh, I like Grace Ryerson Roos. She has a little book on the blood. And she said, uh, here's some confessions on the blood. The blood of Jesus prevents deception and aborts, aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive me. The blood of Jesus is my divine covering and protection against all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The blood of Jesus is alive. It is so full of life. Listen to this. It is so full of life and grace. That's not something you did. It perfects everything in me to the perfect will of God every day and in every way. Whew! You confess that and believe what you're confessing, you'll live free. It's the blood. That's like they overcame him by what? The blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Love not their lives unto death. What does that mean? Well, that could mean if it don't make sense to your head, that's okay. You just love not your life unto death. You don't have to understand everything in your little head. Kenneth Hagin said, you're a pea brain. <laughs> Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus prevents deception and aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive me. I want to say that after me? Let's say, the blood of Jesus prevents deception and aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive me. The blood of Jesus is my divine covering 
and protection against all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The blood of Jesus is alive. It is so full of life and grace, it perfects everything in me to the perfect will of God every day and in every way. So let it be. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord as we go. Raise your hands and lift your voice. Father, we praise you. We thank you for your good and your mercy. Oh, your loving kindness, your tender mercies. Oh, they are for us every day, new every day. Oh, Father, touching every part of our life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. Go under the blessing of the Lord and the protective, protect, protective hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus over everything that concerns you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.